Hi, I'm Brooke. I'm here with Ashwini. This is a special episode of Brain Injury Bites recording for ABI Week. And the theme this year is See the Hidden Me, basically about the hidden disability of brain injury. So yes, Action for Brain Injury Week. Um, This is an annual campaign in the UK to raise awareness of the devastating effects of brain injury. It's organised by Headway UK, which is a national charity that we've spoken about on a number of occasions before. And that charity supports people who are um, survivors of brain injury, as well as their friends, families and carers. So we've talked about this on previous episodes, haven't we, Brooke, about invisible disability and your own experiences of living with a brain injury. And I think it's really important to to touch on again, because um, certainly if I was to meet you, Brooke, out and about, I wouldn't, I don't think I would necessarily realise that you had a disability. And I think that's part of the point that when you say disability to people, you expect to see something physical, don't you? Yeah, I think I've got to the stage in my recovery where I... I can appear to, I'd say 95% of people, like, as though I don't have anything wrong with me. When you think about disability or when people say disability, immediate thoughts turn to things like wheelchairs. I mean, it's it's sort of no coincidence that when you look at badges for disabled people, it's always somebody sitting in a wheelchair or it might be somebody who's um, on crutches or who has a seeing eye dog or some other external prompt um, to show that there is a disability. But the whole point of See the Hidden Me, it's raising um, awareness of and shining a spotlight on invisible disability. And we've spoken about this in the context of brain injury, where those um, disabling factors can be issues to do with your memory or your vision or hearing, your loss of smell and taste, anxiety, and a whole depression, a whole host of um, different ways in which a brain injury can affect somebody. I think it would be useful to share some of your experiences again with our listeners, Brooke, and thinking about how they impact on you. I know you've spoken in the past about anxiety and you mentioned when we were chatting earlier just about um, something to do with when you went out and you were worried about a door that you'd locked or not. Just little things that go on in your head. I mean... Obviously, it sounds cheesy, but the majority, a lot of the brain injury is in your head. I mean, literally in your head, but it's um, your thoughts and stuff as well. Like, particularly when it was the first time I, well, this was early on in my recovery, actually. I stayed at my my sister's house. So I lived at her with the first year of uni, and I used to get the bus. It's like a five, five, ten minute walk down to the bus stop, say. I'd walk down there, and I was in charge of locking the house, and I was that paranoid. Um, I must have. Must have checked it was locked about ten times, and I've gone down to walk down to the bus stop, and the bus was coming, and I just all I could think of was have a lock the door, have a lock the door, and then you just think I better go check, and so I went back, missed the bus, and um, you know I'd locked the door, of course I had, but um, it's just if I hadn't have if I hadn't have gone back to check, then I would have just been constantly paranoid about that. That must be quite disabling in a way, just you know having that sort of being gripped by anxiety to that degree yeah it's it's quite it's still quite a new thing isn't it anxiety it's it's like it's not something i ever thought that i had but it's something that i definitely definitely have to deal with i know i know everybody it's one of those things isn't it everybody says 
oh, I've got, um, you know, my memory's bad. Um, I get tired as well. And they try and sympathise with you. But um, it's I think it must be definitely worse for people with brain injuries. Mm. Um, and it's, I think a big thing as well, hopefully to come out of this brain injury week, is that um, not to be ashamed because, you know, for all this time, I've, I've you know, I've not wanted to be seen as disabled because I thought it was something to be ashamed of. But it's not. It's just mm. all it means is that you've lost the ability to do something. Yeah, but perhaps also gained the ability to do other things. I mean, it's interesting talking about your anxiety. You're someone who seems to be very comfortable talking to hundreds of people, um, you know, huge audiences about your experiences of living with brain injury which for so many people would be terrifying doing that kind of public speaking. But then your anxiety affects you in different ways. For example, if you were to go away for the weekend. I wasn't a confident kid at school. I was not unconfident, but I wasn't like, I wouldn't go and stand up and speak in front of loads of people. I, you know, I didn't used to like people looking at me. And now I just, it doesn't, it's not something that bothers me at all. But I go away quite a bit. Um, like I go and stay at my mum's or I go stay with friends for the weekend. And um you know, I have like a, a hold all bag, a little suitcase that I take. And if you look on the effects of a frontal lobe head injury, it's, it's you're your planning, you're organizing, having to organize what I'm going to be wearing for the weekend and having to pack my bag absolutely terrifies me. You know, give me, give me standing on stage and speaking in front of a thousand people over packing a bag any day. And that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the hidden disability because that's um, something that I, you know uniquely worry about yeah yeah and that's that's the point it's it's unique to you and I think with brain injury you've said it before in other episodes that you've seen one brain injury you've seen one brain injury everybody's is different and affects them differently and I think it's important to when raising awareness about brain injury that there is no one size fits all that people are affected in different ways. And so it's having that understanding and empathy that just because you might know somebody with a brain injury and it affects them this way, it doesn't mean that's the same for everybody else. Yeah, I do. I know other people with brain injuries who are more, I'd say more obvious than me. You know, if you saw them, you would say that they had a brain injury and they had to like speak with a slur or they walk with a bit of a limp, but then often they will have like the, you know, they won't have the fatigue issues that I have. Mm. And it's just, um, it, it, really, it really does affect everyone differently. You mentioned before that you used to try to to hide it or, um, you know, pretend that there was nothing wrong. And you've come to the realisation that there's nothing to be ashamed about. And I think that's important that sharing can be helpful. But obviously it's very personal to the individual some people feel comfortable sharing information about them other people don't want to I know I've certainly had clients who haven't wanted to let on to sort of wider networks colleagues or people not as close to them that they're struggling because they want to appear in inverted commas normal and not sort of stick out not um you know not be different to everybody else but I guess like anything the more awareness and the more understanding there is around an issue, the the more acceptance there is. I think that's a shift in like society as well. I mean, mm. I've lived with this condition since two thousand seven. I've seen a massive change in that. That, um, yeah. I mean, I, I come from Manchester, where there was a little bit, and then I've come back to I went back to my parents' house in Scarborough, where there was literally nothing. Mm. But um, now it's a lot more it's a lot more common knowledge than it, than it was then. So I think it is it is definitely going in the right direction. But um, there is there is still a way to go. There's still more that people could understand. 
um, what tends to happen is people who you know who want to one who want to understand more will look into it and they will they're the ones that you know do understand more but generally the public still don't really know much about it but it's um i think you know with the mainstream media and stuff like i think louis theroux did a documentary on it and um and for people who listen to joe rogan podcast there's um he speaks about it a lot mm. so um it's it's going in the right direction it's just going to be a little while longer, I think. Yeah, and you're right. It does need more awareness, and there is certainly an increasing awareness. I think generally about hidden disabilities. We've um, spoken before about the sunflower lanyards, and yeah. especially during COVID, um, I think you saw more of those about as people wore them to explain why they couldn't wear a mask. So the more awareness there is that's raised, the more people are accepting. But it's interesting because, I mean, looking at the statistics from Headway, there were almost um, 350,000 admissions to hospital in between 2016 and 2017 with acquired brain injury. And that's that's in the UK. That's a significant amount when you think about it. It's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, it's huge. And yet, for some reason brain injury doesn't feature as highly as it could do in terms of when people think about disability. So hopefully things what, are moving in the right what's direction. What's the reason for it? Is it the, I think it, what I understood it to be was people have, um, medical technology has come on so much that they're able to save more people now than they wouldn't have otherwise had been able to. It's interesting. I remember going to a talk um, many years ago with somebody from Headway UK and I think He'd worked with, I want to say, the Stroke Association or something similar. And I think the feeling was that a lot of money is poured into research for things like cancer or stroke, where, right. where there's something that can be prevented or potentially cured. Yeah. Whereas with brain injury, it's a permanent state of it affairs. Is, yeah, yeah. So there's perhaps less appetite to fund research into it because once you have it, you have it. I don't know if that's still the case, but you know, when when it's something that affects so many people and I mean the the statistics I gave you there were just for acquired brain injuries. A lot of people will have it as well that don't even know they've got it as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. And some people will have um an organic brain injury it, it might be something that's you know from birth it could be something that's traumatic um it could be something that's come through disease illness so yeah i think more and more people are affected than we realize we just need to raise more awareness around it Keep pushing on by things like brain injury by its podcast <laughs> <laughs> i guess yeah you know um listen and subscribe <laughs> i think sometimes as well without the outward signs of injury because it's a hidden disability uh, people can underestimate or misunderstand the impact of brain injury um brooke why don't you share some of your experiences in terms of interactions with um, members of the public and how your presentation has been perceived differently a big thing is with dorman on pubs say uh, there was one particular incident recently where i went into a casino i was with a friend and yeah, the, the door staff wouldn't let me in because I guess I was, um, maybe I was a bit tired. But when I get tired, all the symptoms of my head injury come on. Like I start to slur my words a little bit and maybe my balance isn't great. But I was all right. So I went to the, I went to go in the uh, casino and uh, they wouldn't let me in. Thankfully, my friend had gone into the casino, explained to the manager, she took my card and I got a brain injury card from Headway which would wholeheartedly recommend to anyone in this situation. 
and I showed it to the manager and yeah, he let me in. It was fine. But that's without that without that brain injury card, I would have just been treated as another drunk. So just to recap on that, and again, we have discussed this in previous episodes, Headway UK produce a brain injury card for survivors of brain injury. They are free to apply for. The information is on the Headway website and the card is specific to the carrier. So it will feature your photograph and it lists, I think, is it up to three, three or five? Three different symptoms that you've got yeah yeah that are specific to you for your brain injury so if you struggle with fatigue or slurring your words or memory anxiety absolutely and um anybody with a brain injury can apply for one links will also be on the footnotes um to this episode so thinking about invisible disability and this idea of wanting to pre- pretend like nothing's the matter or, you know, that, that you're, open quotes, normal. Um, the word is neurotypical, I think. Neurotypical. neurotypical. Is it, or is it neuroatypical? Oh, you just one up me. I thought I was clever. <laughs> and, and thinking about being honest and sharing how your disability impacts you, if nothing else, to to show that there's absolutely nothing to be ashamed of, but also potentially being able to to help others going through something similar. I think I've, in the past, I've always wanted to be, I was kind of always ashamed of the fact that I had a brain injury. But um, with it becoming more common knowledge, I don't think it's, you know, it's nothing to be ashamed of and it shouldn't be. All it means is that you know, you've got a disability, you've got, you, you haven't got the ability to do something that you did do once did. That's all it means. I've got to a stage, I guess, in my recovery that I can present to, you know, 95% of people as if I've never had an injury at all. And, you know, I, I, you just wanted to be treated uh, like the rest of the population. But I think it's getting to the point where there's, there's becoming more and more common knowledge about it. I do need to be more open and honest about it. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's nothing to be ashamed of, is it? Like I used to, for some reason, I had this shame of disability, but all disability means is you don't have the ability to do something that you want to do anymore. Like, like you were saying, Ashwini, that I can now stand in front of a thousand people and speak. Yeah. So different powers come from different uh, situations. Yeah. With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> I think also by sharing experiences and showing that there's nothing to be ashamed of, it helps to remove the stigma of disability. Um, I mean, if you think about even just mental health issues generally, there was a time when mental health was kind of a bit of a, you know, a taboo topic or it just wasn't talked about. Well, it's definitely, that's definitely turned around at the moment. A hundred percent. I mean, you look at workplaces now and you have workplace mental health first aiders. Um, There's so much more discussion around the impact of mental health and both men and women and other genders um, talking about the impact of mental health. So the more it's talked about, the more commonplace it becomes. And And it's like nothing to be ashamed of. Exactly. And that's the same that needs to happen with brain injury, I think. Absolutely. So hopefully getting the message out there that brain injury is just a another way of living Mm. um, will will help people to understand that. Well, I've always... What always put me off mentioning it was, and this is what I perceived that people thought of, is when I, when I mentioned brain, it just kind of sounds a bit frightening. Yeah. And I think that's it, that it's a fear of the unknown. People are 
naturally frightened by what they don't know or don't mm. understand. So the more you bring it up, the more you explain it, and this is how my brain injury affects me, the less that people will be fearful of it and they'll be more inquisitive and ask questions and and understand and empathise. And that's surely what we're here to do. Yeah, I thought in the past I found that people who want to understand uh, tend to look into it. But then, you know, there's people who, if it doesn't affect their life, then, you know, why would they look into it? So I think the general public talking about it more, then it will become more common knowledge. Yeah, and I dare say that the numbers aren't exactly low. So actually more and more people might come into contact with somebody with a brain injury. And so it's always helpful to, to know or at least have an awareness of what it means. Yeah, there's things like, you know, football as well. Um, they can have an extra sub, can't they, for um, head injury. Mm-hmm. That'll bring a lot, a lot of attention to it, I would think. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting when you watch certain soaps or, yeah, sports, these issues do sometimes come to the fore, albeit not in the most realistic of ways um, sometimes, but you do get characters on soaps that suffer with a brain injury or now, for example, there's more emphasis placed on concussion checks in sport because there is a recognition that impacts to the head can have quite a devastating effect. But yeah, the the more and more it's brought into the public consciousness and the more that people talk about it, whether it's high profile people. I mean, you know, again, you've had some celebrities that have been affected by brain injury to different degrees. I'm thinking sort of Michael Schumacher. Amelia Clark as well. Amelia Clark, Richard Hammond. Richard Hammond, yeah. James Cracknell. Yeah. Mark Almond, I think, as well. So to sum up, some help and advice for our listeners. We've talked about the Headway Brain Injury Card, which is free for UK residents suffering with a brain injury to to apply for. This is an easy way to show people how your brain injury impacts you. We've talked about encouraging people to be open and honest with friends and family about their injuries, explaining the impact that it's had and how how their friends and family can potentially help them. Not to feel ashamed about it, not to try and hide it, because there's nothing wrong. It's just, as Brooke says, a different way of living. You can also signpost friends and family to resources. Do check out the um, resources on the footnotes to this episode, including the Headway website. And although the Headway UK website is a UK-based resource, it is something that can provide a lot of help and guidance to all our international listeners as well. We're currently recording season two of Brain Injury Bites and we can't wait for you to hear what we've got in store for you. So do keep an eye out on social media and wherever you get your podcasts from for new episodes in the near future. Please don't forget to follow, subscribe and share our content. If you do have any suggestions for topics that you'd like us to cover, why not drop us a line at hi at braininjurybites.co.uk. 